Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Damon to his Affleck, Michael Howard. How do you like them apples, Michael? I like them just fine. I got a number. <laughs> I was trying to decide if I would be the Damon or the Affleck, and I figure that, like... I think I'd be Affleck. I think you're Affleck because you're yeah. arguably more universally talented. That that um, can't be true. Yeah. But I'm like, I might be better in an action movie. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You, you do have a very shitty, like a shittier back than my back, which is pretty shitty. That is as true. A, that as is of true, but, today. But I feel like you're too nice. Maybe. I do feel like, uh, so the one scene that Affleck comes to mind in, you know, in Reindeer Good Will Games? Hunting. No, in Good Will Hunting when oh, he's okay. pretending to be Matt Damon, or pretending to be Will, in the job interview and starts talking about seals and, you know, his buddy getting trapped and pulled out of his ass. That's definitely you to a T, not this guy. Like you would, you would fuck with a job interviewer just to like have fun. I would not. It, that is true because that I crave true. money. I don't make much. <laughs> uh, I actually have never ag- seen Goodwill Hunting from start to finish. Pause the. God damn it! Between you and Curtis, I can't even. What I mean, you- I've seen like all Michael, the. You just made me use it. the most millennial phrase ever. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know how to finish the sentence. I mean... How have you not seen Good Will Honey? Well, My because look, I just didn't see it when it came out. And then everyone was like, yeah, I mean, it's good. But you don't really need to see it. Who said that? Who would say that? That's like some moron saying you don't need to see Sully because it's a phone-in performance by Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> Who would say that? Some asshole. Some Which, by the fucking way, idiot. Speaking of phone and performances, uh, I was informed earlier today that uh, Mr. Tom Hanks and Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, announced their presidential run for 2020. Yep. Yep. And uh, I got to tell you, again, Tom Hanks playing it safe, taking the easy role. <laughs> obviously, we're as all going to vote for him. As and, vice and, president. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we're all going to vote for him and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Uh, look, I, I know Tom Hanks politics and i i think i agree with them for the for the most part but i don't know anything about the rocks politics and I, actually, just hey, judging you know judging gotta, by his i don't really know tom hanks politics very much all i know from what i can surmise is be cool to each other take care of our veterans because i really respect those old dudes and let's get to fucking space that's all i know about tom hanks politics is that is that it in a nutshell that seems pretty close yeah i'm in on that honestly i'm kind of on board with that as a, as a uh, platform. I just, I, I don't, I like The Rock a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Dwayne Johnson, and I don't want to hear his shitty or not shitty, whatever they are. I don't really want him to be political, because eventually he's going to say something, and I'm going to be like, no, I, no I, I don't like you anymore. Now I can't like you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. I don't want Dwayne The Rock Johnson to run for office of any kind, because I don't want him to be pulled apart and for someone to just uncover the awful things he very obviously did when he was a University of Miami football player. <laughs> obviously, he couldn't, you know, control that. That's yeah. just, he had to do crimes. Also, can you make Fast and the Furious movies while you're president of the United States? I I mean, Arnold kind of toyed with the idea when he was governor of California. Mm-hmm. Right. And he kind of got, got away with it. Um, I feel like if anyone can get away with being in movies while president of the United States, it, it is... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I guess in this environment, this political climate, I mean, why the fuck not? I mean, at this point, if Trump does nothing else, which I have to believe, (laughs) if he's not starting nuclear war, he's not doing anything else of note, he has paved the way that a president of these glorious United States can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, that is true. Including starring in... I mean, if Trump can make money by cutting himself sweetheart tax deals and, like, making, like, very winky-wink, like, real estate deals as president... Rock can make a fucking movie and get points on the back end. You yeah, know? hell yeah. Why not? He'll give his he'll give his salary to charity. He'll get those <laughs> points though. He'll get the points. He's gonna no, get those points. They won't uh you know they won't mature until he gets out of the out of office though. We don't yeah. want any conflicts of interest. <laughs> I'll put my movie proceeds in a blind trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will uh, say I, I mean like so if if the internet age has taught me anything though, the media will tear apart my heroes mm-hmm, in a way yep. that I don't really need them to. Like, like Ken Bone. I didn't need the media investigating into that guy's, like, proclivities. What's uh, really funny is, like, when you said my heroes, 
I you immediately was going to I was I was going to say Ken Bone as a joke and then you you just stole it right from me. Well, oddly enough, I was also going to say uh the Twitter account Dad Boner, <laughs> which I don't know if you remember, it was hot yes. for a hot yep. second yep. Uh, a couple years ago and then Deadspin un- unmasks the guy behind the account is just like an Didn't LA comedian. That. Didn't need that. No one was asking the question, who is Dad Boner? Nope. We were just all enjoying the narrative that this man was creating as Carl uh, Weistein, whatever his name was. And uh, they had to blow it for me. Yep. And I don't want that. I don't want the. I don't want Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be unmasked on nope. the national, international stage. Although, I mean, what could they possibly unmask? He was, he was in the WWE. <laughs> He's a faker and a liar. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was at University of Miami. Like he's a criminal. I I feel like we know everything about him except for actually what he believes. And that's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever he actually believes is the only wild card. I'd rather just be fair. Pretty concerning. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, um, I feel like he's a perfect canvas that you can paint whatever you want onto him. You know, he made a joke last night in the SNL about how. He can be whatever nationality or race that you want him to be, basically. That is that is true. And so, he, like, I like the idea that, like, I can paint onto him my ideals, and he is me. He is me. The Rock <laughs> is all of us. I have noticed he has kind of, like, used that to his, like, benefit in almost all of his movies. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know, I'm black. I don't know, I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I'm Latino. Like, I'm whatever you need me yeah. to be. It's like, are you, though, The Rock? Yeah. Are you? What's your game? Well, anyway, Michael, I think we've talked enough about Mr. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Can we just, one more thing about The Rock? I insist. I cannot wait to see Baywatch. Dude, I know. I'm I'm a little upset. I'm going to be traveling this weekend through the beginning of June. I'm going to have to wait till probably mm. June 6th to see it. Oof. A, right. whole, a full week after it comes out. I'll try not to just text you a string of text spoiling the entire movie for you. Hey, how about how about this? You and Curtis go see it and get drunk and then record a Trends in Baywatch Places and I will listen to it while I'm in Scotland. You want us to record without you, Kush? No. Belay belay that order. <laughs> we'll watch it on the Sunday after I get back. All right. Sounds good. We won't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry. I just heard a gasp of concern from my living room. Just like, No. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned my bad back. Okay. Yes. Your shitty back. Yeah. So I was walking up the stairs earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, before work and my back just seized up on me, which was yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it wasn't great. Yeah. Second time it's happened to me in like six months. The other time was when I was carrying the Christmas tree up the stairs, which is not a good excuse, but at least it was better than I was walking up the stairs. Yeah, you had coffee. You, you were encumbered. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been a little bit, a little bit of a rough day for me. Uh, you know, not that long after turning uh, a million years old. Yeah. But Michael, do you remember when injuries happened to you because of like physical exertion or like yes, you, you made like a real cool play on the on the oh, touch yeah. on the flag football field. But oh, now yeah, the only like, other time my back seized up before before that Christmas tree thing was uh, while I was playing softball. I had a yeah. really, really good hit. Yeah. Uh, it was a little cold outside, and I tweaked something. Yeah. I used to have knee problems because of, like, a cool football catch I made one time. <laughs> um, but now my back hurts when I roll out of bed. <laughs> the, only thing it t- the only thing it takes to hurt my back is sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in our Slack channel today, I, I mentioned that I hurt my back going up the stairs, and our good friend, uh, Matt, uh, reminded us that he hurt himself, he hurt his back uh, brushing his teeth. So, yeah. it happens to, it happens to the best of us. And he's an in-shape person. He's ran marathons. Multiple marathons. Yeah. He's training Which, for another one. Honestly, that might be his fault. That's true. His he he's made, he's grown his body accustomed to a state of physical exertion that is just frankly unsustainable. So now That's his true. body is trying to stop him <laughs> using the most mundane tasks imaginable. <laughs> it's like, oh, you tied your shoes. Oops, your foot fell off. Oh, you're dead. Yeah, sorry. Um, so this was completely unrelated. I was looking. I was reading through the through the news stories of the day, like I do to get yes. ready for the show. The one and, day a um, week. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm a I'm a total Fark member now. 
Oh, you 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 splurged for the five dollars. I splurged. Yeah. Wow, so, you must not get any work done because I remember I, when I was a Total Park <laughs> member, I didn't work for about eight months. <laughs> well, it just it I just started it because I was like, you know what, I should probably give them some money because you know I go there every day and look through the stories. But uh, you fool! There was a woman who broke her neck sneezing five years ago. Ugh. Like she broke the C one and C two vertebrae in her neck. Oh, was it a forceful sneeze, or did she have some sort of like previous no. situation going? She on? said that it was just a freak accident, and the chances were like basically slim to none. And the doctors were like, "Yeah, that's really fucking weird." Um, you just John Wicked yourself out of nowhere. <laughs> the worst part, though, was that she was actually joking about it not that long ago, and she threw her head back to laugh about this fact that she had broken her neck sneezing, and she hurt her neck again. Laughing her about neck or like increasingly broke her neck. Um, <laughs> it or left she just her like unable she... to move her head, and it was bad enough that the doctors had to use a neck halo on her again. Okay, so she has clearly some sort of underlying something. Yeah, going she's on. clearly Mister Glass from Unbreakable. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, at least like my shitty back is just like the natural causes of kind of getting oldish ish. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is just. You you held your head, head at the wrong angle while sneezing, and oops, broke your neck. Well, it reminds me of when uh, Sammy Sosa had to go on the disabled list. Because um, of all the steroids the he was Well, abusing. no, before the steroids. But he, yeah. he sneezed, and he... And then, uh, he, and then he corked his bat. He pulled a muscle, and, and then, when he and then, sneezed... And then the Marlins beat them uh, to go to the World Series. When he sneezed, all the cork went right into his bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it And happened. he fell yep. on a pile of needles that had steroids in them. Mm, and then just rolled over and injected yeah. all and of the And he was like, oh, my God, him. I'm covered in these steroid needles. Yeah. And then the Marlins beat them to go to the World Series. Yeah. And then Michael, how, are the Marlins, how are the Marlins doing? They're, like, tied for second, really, in the NL East, But the NL East is all, like, sub 400 right now. So, <laughs> so you know, you're pretty good. You're barbs. Your barb is about 2003 NLCS cannot hurt me anymore because the Cubs won a World Series last year. Oh, had that happened? I hadn't heard any Cubs mm. fan mention that to me ever. Yeah, they won. <laughs> oh, weird. Congrats, bud. Mm. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Well, Michael, what else have you got from me? We've talked about a lot of nonsense so far. Well, I, I heard that you had, a, you had a story about Chicago. Another story about Chicago. Yeah, we don't need to. I don't know if we need to talk about this, but Michael, do you know what your city has done? Well, yeah, the romp him. No. No. Uh, uh, all the violence? N- well, no. No, even worse. This is this is on a national scale. You've inflicted some sort of virulent disease on the on the nation at large. Is it our our terrible hot dog toppings? Well, kind of. Michael, how do you feel <laughs> about pickles? I do not like pickles very much. Yeah, how do you feel about peppermint? Oh, god, no. How do you feel about peppermint and pickles on a snow cone, you fucking monster? This is what your city has given to us. Uh, a, well, peck, a pickle peppermint snow cone. Nope. Um. Yep. I'm out. First so, the romp him. Sale. I'm out. Then all the shooting. Well, no. <laughs> first all the shootings. <laughs> then the romp him. And now this shit. Yeah. Uh. What? So what now? Is a snow cone peppermint pickle snow cone? Melissa Yen, owner of Joe Snow Syrups, has been working on a new snow cone menu, and she uh, added pickle juice snow cones and chopped pickles. And uh, just crushed up peppermints to the top of this bullshit thing, and I hate you for it. This is your fault. Where is this place? Uh, it's called the Piccadilly uh, of at Joe Snow Syrups. Joe Joe Snow Syrups. Well, good news, Kush. Joe Snow Syrups is only a twelve-minute drive from my house, so we can personally go there and light the place on fire. Great. Hold on. I'm going to make you listen to a thing. Okay. Because, one second. Hi, I'm Melissa from Joe Snow Syrups. Piccadilly Snow Cone is a shaved ice with chopped pickles, cherry syrup, and pickle juice. It is a Texas thing. If you want to make it Chicago style, you would add crushed peppermint on top. I think it works. Chicago style is peppermint. What? Usually Chicago style just means adding a whole bunch of other bullshit. What is the... What? What is a pickle snow? Who wants a pickle snow cone in the first place? Uh, Texas people, apparently. Get um, the fuck out of here! I, I, I don't know, Michael. Apparently, oh god, there's a picture of it. It looks 
It it's it's it looks like a pile of vomit is what or, it looks like. It looks like frozen like a a rose slushy, which I'm into, but with pickles and shitty mints on top. Oh god, no, um I can't. We yeah. can't do it. No. Michael, this is your city. Hmm. And again, a lot of shootings there. <laughs> Not pointed at the right people. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I this I it's salty, it's sweet, it's crunchy, what's not to like? Everything. Fucking I have, everything. I have no defense of this. Yeah, I know. This is worse, this is worse than Nickelback. What? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the only defense I can come up with is mm. that they have, it's a snow cone with cherry syrup and pickle, which is apparently a Texas thing. And then, if you add crushed up peppermint to it, that makes it Chicago style. Which I don't understand. Like, there's nothing else peppermint in Chicago that's, like, Chicago-style. Or, like, hey, yeah. I'll take a Chicago-style hot dog. Let me put all this bullshit on it. And so, then let me throw on this fucking peppermint. No, it's not how it works. So maybe here's here's the explanation. Just like every other person not from Chicago who thinks it's all just, you know, guns and just, like, upsetting flavors. Um, <laughs> you know, some person from Texas comes just like, oh, man, I can't handle all these murders and stuff. And she just walks in and just introduces a cherry... Like pickles, snow cone, and someone shot at her. She's like, "Oh, better add peppermint because it's cold here." Um, <laughs> and then they figured it out. That's that's what I'm going with. Uh, can you come up with a worse combination of flavors than cherry and pickle and peppermint? Throw peanut butter in there. Done. Actually, I eat, that would improve I went, it. I feel like I went, that would improve it. I went to high school with a kid who used to. He was very Canadian. He used to eat peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. At lunch. It, that sounds way better than peanut butter. I mean, than, than pickles and peppermint and cherry. Yeah. I. Um, In hindsight, that sounds way better. Make it fancy. Throw some caviar on there. <laughs> oh, God. Extra salty. You know, actually, if you wanted to make it like fancy Chicago style, it, you'd put foie gras on it because people in Chicago like to put foie gras on every fucking thing at a fancy restaurant. Oh, sorry, restaurant. Uh, celery salt. <laughs> what oh, there an you go. I am. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking my through my Chicago bullshit condiment options. And a, celery and a, celery and a, sh- salt. And a shitty sport pepper. Yeah, maybe. sport pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've okay. done it. And then and then just and stick raw, a hot dog raw in onion. It. Because fuck you, why not? Because that belongs on a hot dog. It actually does. Raw onion is delicious. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Mustard not and wrong. onion is the only thing that belongs on a hot dog. Hold on, let me get Odette on the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, we've talked enough about your shitty city. What's going on? So I, I teased this last oh, hello. episode. Hello. Uh, my conspiracy theory of the week is, Kush, it is a fucking doozy. Okay, R- real quick, can I... Can I posit a... I want to work through a mystery with you. Okay. Okay. So today in my office... We should get anything you have out of the way now because I feel like I can talk about this thing for 30 minutes. No, I can feel the kinetic energy just (laughs) bursting off of you. I need to get this out of the way before we like really just derail this episode. Um, So today at my office in you know Midtown Atlanta, I walked into the restroom. I didn't see my normal Peabody, Mm. which was fine. Mm -hmm. But so... I was walking, you know, to the to the urinal, and I happened to look as I was walking towards it underneath one of the stalls, and there was a pile, like a pile, of beach sand in the in the stall. In the stall, underneath it, a person's feet, or like no, no, was no, there no, no it, was, per- it was an empty stall. So empty stall. So somebody had come in and deposited their sand. Michael, I said very specifically, beach sand. Oh, beach sand. It was like. Very fine, like or like it was like grainy, like light tan, like brown sand. Which so somebody had brought it to Atlanta. And someone had the bought the beach because Michael, you were in Atlanta. It's the not only near sh- a beach. No, no, no. But the only thing we have here is that red shitty clay. That is true. Yes, this was beach sand. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a small pile, clearly deposited from someone's shoe <laughs> in the men's room in Midtown Atlanta. <laughs> How did it get there, my friend? Maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe they were wearing a... Somebody was wearing a bathing suit. Uh-huh. Or maybe they were changing into a bathing suit to go to some event. They were wearing party. their formal beach suit. Yeah, they were wearing their, <laughs> their bathing... They put on their bathing suit and they were like, Hey, the last time I wore this was when I was at the beach. Oh, yeah. no, there's all this sand in it. 
They reached into their pocket. And they reached in the pocket. Oh, yeah. sand. And they oh. took out all the all the sand out of their pocket, and now yeah. it's on the floor. Or okay. maybe they have a, uh, maybe there's like a sandbox? Mm-hmm. Like a children's play area where there's could, a sandbox? Could be. Yeah. There is. Were they filling like- sandbags to stop all of the flooding from all of the fires that constantly happen in Atlanta. Or maybe it was one of those desk toys where desk I can't talk. Desk toys where they had like that like mushy sand, like uh, almost like gag kind of stuff. And they were just yeah. playing and they just like they had it in their hand, like, oh I gotta run to a meeting and they just shove it <laughs> in their pocket and they're like, Oh, I'm in the bathroom, I'm oh and they throw it on the floor. Or could, could have been that. Or maybe they're very dehydrated. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think we've solved this mystery, but I don't really care because I want to get onto your your conspiracy theory. I, I have a question though about your Peabody. Is your Peabody? It's multiple. Someone, it's someone on. you work with. No, we've from talked a about different this on the, office, on the, right? We've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, I know, but you. I didn't know because I've been to your office now, and I see that there are other uh, offices around your office. Yeah. So it's someone that you don't know outside of the bathroom. my office. Oh yeah, I've never met this gentleman. He's just very tall. He's got kind of a pockmarked face. Um, greasy brown hair. Mm-hmm. He, we we have never conversed. We've never talked. Interesting. We just be nice to each other sometimes. If or, I'm ever back at your office and I run into a man that fits that description, I'm going to ask him about it. Well, I mean, just if you're ever at my office and I get up to go to the bathroom, <laughs> just, just follow you. Just hold my hand and come with me. Yeah, we'll go on a little journey together. <laughs> Duh. And you'll, then when the guy walks in, I'll be like, "Hey, leave my friend alone." Fuck you. Well, you, actually, you, I mean, you probably won't be able to see him when I see him because I don't like, I think it's more, he might be just some sort of mythical beast. So <laughs> who knows? Oh, okay. He might like, be shy. Like Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A <laughs> Buffalo. Okay. I get it. Michael, I'm so ready for you to lay this thing on me, please. Okay, Michael Cushing. Oh, man. You look so joyful. So you remember from the history books. And maybe the the museums yes. that dinosaurs sixty five million years ago they they perished uh, yeah. from a chain reaction that started from a large asteroid hitting the Earth. Oh, well, possibly causes remains unknown, Michael. There are a lot of theories. Yeah, but but the dinosaurs ceased to exist in their in their large, great form. Yes, as Michael, beasts who ruled the Earth. Michael, I gotta ask you. Yes. Are you about to step to this with a Bible-related dinosaur conspiracy theory? Nope. Okay. Because nope. if you were, <laughs> I could school you. But please, let's It has continue. nothing to do with the Bible. Oh, okay. Good. Ooh, okay. Now I'm interested. Yeah. This isn't a creationist, uh, evolutionist conspiracy theory. This goes beyond... Is this a Brendan Fraser journey to the center, or Jules Verne, really? <laughs> journey to the center of the earth. Type no. T-Rex. Okay. All this right. is better. Better? Better than Jules Verne. Lay it on me, my man. So, instead of going to the center of the earth, Kush. Oh, baby. We're going the opposite direction. <gasps> to the stars. <gasps> so, this, this conspiracy theory posits... Mm-hmm. That before the dinosaurs were wiped out, yes, aliens came to the Earth, yes, and they abducted some raptors. <laughs> they took them into space where they continued to evolve into intelligent extraterrestrial raptors. You are not telling me that those raptors evolved into lizard people who <laughs> took over humanity, are you? It's entirely possible. The intelligent raptors have come back to the Earth, and they have learned how to disguise themselves amongst the people. Oh, good. There is a group called, it's a non-profit called the Earth Defense Headquarters. Hold and on. it is run yes. by a woman named Joanne Richards. A woman? I was not expecting that. <laughs> yes. Her husband is in prison, and she claims that she was put, he was put Weird. in prison. As a whistleblower, because he was trying to expose this truth, and they put him in prison. And so she goes to conferences, UFO conferences, and she tries to convince everyone that her husband, who is currently serving life for murder, by the way, is 
actually, was actually once a special forces agent who was part of an intergalactic conference with her father or with his father uh, where they met juvenile raptor aliens who could speak English. <laughs> oh my god so hold on it's the earth defense network i'm trying to google this and nothing's showing up the earth defense headquarters headquarters okay edhca.org and i came across this other website called project camelotportal.com where he this man went in and he interviewed Captain Mark Richards. Yes. At the prison, accompanied by Joanne Richards, his wife. And Mark Richards claims that he was part of a secret space program. And not just... He wasn't saying that this space program was secret. He is claiming that the name of the secret space program was, in capitals, secret space program. (laughs) (laughs) So the official title of the secret space network was... Secret Space Network. Yeah. And so okay. he claims that he was framed for murder. Yeah. So. Michael, I got to tell you, um, it's odd to me that, so, Earth Defense Headquarters. Mm-hmm. So, I work in the web development industry yeah. as a profession. Um, if my goal as a nonprofit was to educate and inform people of the dangers of alien raptors, raptors yep. coming back, you know, or, you know, no, sorry. Terrestrial raptors, highly evolved, but being brought back by an extraterrestrial force uh, to dominate and enslave mankind. I got to tell you, the uh, third link on my website would not be place in order. <laughs> there is no information on this website that you can you have to purchase any of it. There is nothing for free on this website. No. And so it's just place in order. There is... No details about what you may or may not get. All it no. says is, how to submit an order, check or money order, a <laughs> sign of a very upstanding organization. Whenever someone asks me for a money order, I know it's very legit. Well, and um, the best part, there's there's no way to submit a donation electronically. The form is literally like... Send us cash. It has like underscores as lines mm-hmm. that you would have yep. to print out and like fill out with with a pen or a pencil and mail to them. I also, here's an actual pretty savvy thing that I've spotted because of this. So, um, in their contact information, most websites will have an email address. Let's say email and then an actual email address with a link to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it says, uh, so eco chicks parentheses at space <laughs> edhca parentheses dot org, which means, they got a lot of spam emails. Exactly. They don't want to be <laughs> tracked by the government, friend. They have a P.O. box. Mm-hmm. They're not letting you know where they are. You can fax them, maybe. That's about it. I can, you can, I can track a fax, no problem. Don't you even worry about it. So, later on in this interview with Captain Mark Richards of the Secret Space Program, yes, there is a heading for a section of this interview called Mark's Family Connection to the Raptors. Family connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to read you a. I'm going to read you a snippet because I don't think I could do this justice by paraphrasing. Okay. Mark also wanted to remind me that he said in a prior interview that raptors are funding movie, movies and television. There is this latest dinosaur traveling event that is called Walking with Dinosaurs. That is an event in which small dinosaurs like raptors are mixed in with other dinosaurs, and he said that some real raptors are actually showing up and participating. Obviously, they're not going to have the ones with human feet moving the mechanical object, but they look very real, and therefore people are not able to tell the difference. It is just something that they like to do that they consider fun. Obviously, some are in disguise. Some are covered by hoods and that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, hold on. So is you saying that... These raptors who are evolved to the point where they can walk among us. Uh-huh. Are they evolved to the point they can walk among us only at events like Walking with Dinosaurs where human people are wearing raptor suits? Or could they just, like, be a human being just like, oh, look, I got human feet and I'm just in a raptor costume. Like, because she, she mentioned they were hooded. <laughs> could if, if I met one of these raptor people, could I be like, oh, I'm pretty sure you're a <laughs> velociraptor. I feel... I, it, I think 
that they can shapeshift? I can't tell. Michael, I'm gonna. This is crucial information, man. I, I, if I met a a raptor person in the streets, I need to know how to deal with them. <laughs> can I read you another? I, ins- I insist that you do. He said that the raptors rent castles in the United Kingdom, and that the <laughs> Home Office there negotiates with them, and that they choose ones that are in quote unquote out of the way places like Scotland and or that are heavily guarded. Mark also said that the guards don't see them, or often don't know who they are guarding. They may form a perimeter on the outside, but he said that the raptors have a sorcery, he called it, that can basically cloud the human mind and make them forget what they have seen. They do not like to go interdimensional. He said that they are very much here in this dimension, because I was very curious at whether they, since there aren't that many sightings of raptors, whether they went interdimensional. But apparently, not so much. Michael, you do know where I'm going next week, right? (laughs) Yep. I'm going to a Scottish castle, my yep. friend. There may be raptors. And so you're telling me, if I see a raptor there... It's probably a real extraterrestrial, uh, also terrestrial raptor. But if I notice it, it's going to just kill me because it doesn't feel like going interdimensional? <laughs> well, it would... Because I would, don't want to inconvenience the raptor, <laughs> so it's just going to murder me. It would use its sorcery to make you forget. What you have I'm seen. very strong-willed. <laughs> I would not fall prey to a Jedi mind trick or a raptor bullshit you'd trick. Have I, to, I feel like you'd have to roll a pretty high perception check. Bro, or I only roll, constitution I o- check. I only roll 20s. <laughs> Don't you even worry about that. So, uh, man, like, this... I, I'm gonna... We, we have to put this whole article on... On the yeah. on the no, blog, yeah, or on actually, on I'll Facebook. I'll actually write a post about this one because, good lord, yeah. But like, it, it's amazing. Like, it makes it all makes sense now. Like, Michael, you're not. Hold on, I just found something else about this. Joanne Richards mm-hmm. married Mark Richards while he was in prison. Oh my god, no, I missed that part. Yes, oh, so he was in boy. prison. She, re- <laughs> she. Thought he was innocent of the shocking crime of planning the murder of his friends before disposing of the body and spending all of his cash. <laughs> so, I am questioning this particular lady's sanity. Now, now, not because of the raptor talk. That one I'm pretty much bought into. But she's got, there's some red flags popping up, Michael. Yeah? Yeah, you think you think that uh, maybe she's not, she's not all there. Yeah. Here's a quote, Michael. I'm going to read a paragraph to you from an article from uh, ex- from the Express in the UK. She, being Joanne, said, In 1979, Richards led a squadron in a legendary alleged underground battle between humans and sinister aliens who had been experimenting on people in a secret base in Dulce, New Mexico, and rescued hundreds of people there. The Battle of Dulce is a myth within some UFO and conspiracy theory circles. Huh. A, mi- a myth, A Michael. myth. With- it's a myth within the... The circles who believe in UFOs and conspiracy theories. So, like, it's a myth to people who believe in myths. Can I tell you how his friend was killed? Do you know about this? <laughs> I, I don't. I completely... I, I've i been focused on the dinosaurs, not so much on the people involved with the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's not great. So, <laughs> I, I guess, trigger warning for murder? Real, real quick. Um... On July 13th, 1982, the body of Richard's friends, Richard's, Richard's friend, vintage car restorer Richard Baldwin, 36, was found weighted down by an outboard motor in water near the Sisters Island, San Pablo Bay, San Francisco, Marin, Cali, Marin County, California. He was wrapped in plastic tarpaulin and a bamboo screen and bound around the neck and ankles by TV cable, rope, and duct tape. He had a fractured skull and was stabbed in the heart. So, what I'm gathering, this man is just a very shitty Dexter. Um, it sounds like a frame job, if you're, if you're asking me. <laughs> I mean, it does sound Because if I like, was a raptor and I had to kill It does sound like someone, how a raptor would frame exactly. someone for murder. Because a raptor uh, would have no idea for how a human would actually commit a murder, and so they'd be like, Oh, I'm just gonna wrap him in bamboo and shit. <laughs> I don't know how people commit murder. I'm gonna do it eight different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a question about your uh, your raptors and and reptile people. Mm-hmm. So there my, are four... my raptors and reptile people. Yeah. Well, your your question about about whether they look like raptors or like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So there are four species of reptilians. Yes, of course. There's the, everyone the, knows that. The Asiacar, which have wings and are considered to be royalty. Yeah. The humanoid type with no tails. Lizard-like beings that do have a tail. And the raptors that are on Earth, which are actually the reptoids. Right. Oh, reptoids. Yeah, so the reptoids are another species of raptor that remained behind. Oh, my God. Or they went to the moon and Mars, terraformed them, stayed there for a while, and then came back to Earth. Man, that does sound pretty plausible. Yeah. And so the reptoids have have descended from the raptors, but they developed their own bases on the moon and Mars, and they're tall like basketball players. Oh, okay. So they can hide their tails or they can have none, but they can look like people. That sounds fake um, and racist, though. God, I don't like that. So it it's very possible, he says, that the Japanese royalty, as well as several royal bloodlines, are also related to these reptoids. So it all checks out. Yeah, Michael, I think. I, Michael, hey, you know me. I don't mean to keep poking holes in this theory, but goodness gracious, I got to. Um, here's another paragraph from this story. When Richard's home was searched, police found several documents and photographs that suggested he was planning a coup to take over Marin County and establish a separate kingdom known as Pendragon. Also, by the way, the British press doesn't use commas. Hmm. It's really tough to read sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you expect? They don't know English. There is so much going on. Oh, here. by the way, the the Tsar Bomba, the yeah. largest officially powerful Russian like, bomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the most powerful nuclear weapon ever tested was uh, actually used to blow up an alien base in Russia. Oh, that was 1908, <laughs> 1961. No. Okay, the what was the Tunguska event though? Surely there's an explanation for that. Uh, that's probably reptoids too. Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me do a quick Google search for tons. Uh, also, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were blown up because of the huge reptoid bases underneath those cities. And, no, no, no. And that was quote, very much just good old fashioned Bella. Bella quote Coast. unquote. That is crucial information that I don't believe has ever been out in any other form on the internet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Uh, I I did click an article uh, titled. Uh, Nikola Tesca and uh, the Tunguska event. And there is somewhere here it's talking about reptoids. Let's see real quick. <laughs> God, there's so much more to the story. This this story, I've only gone, I've only, I'm only about like a third of the way through the story, Gush. <laughs> okay, someone's just trolling about reptoids in this bad boy. Okay, Michael, pl- okay, you're only a third of the way through this story, please. Well, this is not all about, this rolling. is not all about dinosaurs. Uh, it, there's a lot more to the. There's a lot more to Mister with Mister Mark Richards and his conspiracy theories. Michael, I do have to ask: Are we going to talk about? We're 43 minutes in. Are we going to talk about anything other than reptoids? Because I don't care if we're not. I just want to warn people. Did you know <laughs> that one of the top Egyptologists claims that the dinosaurs helped build the pyramids? I mean, I see it because they're very strong and brawny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were they, I mean, were they, like, muscle, or were they, like, planning, were they architects? No, no, they were mostly, like, muscle. So this is not, this does not go with the smart dinosaur theory. This is more of, like, dinosaurs existed at the same time as the Great Pyramids. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Rachel Wise was there, and she was like, oh, no, no, dinosaurs built this thing. (laughs) It was clearly used to house grain. Um, <laughs> for the dinosaurs, because okay, dinosaurs so, eat a lot of grain. Okay, so super. Well, no, at this point they wouldn't have been. Well, they would have been pretty evolved raptors. Came back and helped us build the, build yeah. the pyramids. Okay, Just got to, it. You know, they're like, hey, you you need some help. So, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I I want to I want to comment on that. It's just <laughs> there's nothing I can say. Like, yeah, pro- maybe. I mean, history would tell me. That those pyramids were built by slaves <laughs> of of varying countries. Um, yes, but some of them might have been dino slaves, or were the dinosaurs in charge? Oh, well, you know, probably that's... not because it was humans. <laughs> humans are bad people. Well, you know that kind of all fits together because yeah. I yeah, came I see across I came across another conspiracy theory that says that the reason. That we went into Iraq in the first place has nothing to do with the Gulf War and Kuwait. Uh And everything to do with the fact that 
Saddam Hussein had discovered a Stargate and that mm. we needed to control the Stargate, which would make sense if the dinosaurs had come back to Earth to help build the pyramids and they were an advanced alien race, they might have left the Stargate there. It's weird that that conspiracy theory originated directly after the movie Stargate. <laughs> Maybe the movie Stargate is actually a documentary. A documentary? It could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I wish I could respond. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything to go to war for and, like, not really win it, I mm-hmm. guess, it's yeah. it would be for an interdimensional and inter, like, galactic travel gate. That's why I would go to war and not win it. <laughs> Michael, how much more do we have to talk about reptiles? Because I'm into it now. No, I think I'm done. Are you sure? Yep. Damn it. Somehow, I, I didn't even know I had this open. I think I just opened up a whole bunch of conspiracy theory links while you were talking. And this is a headline. Flat Earther used a spirit level to prove the Earth is flat. A spirit level? I don't know what a spirit level is. Is that like a like a level you would use to to mount something, but it has spirits in it? Yeah, I mean, probably. Like, oh, man. Uh, it's just this guy on a plane, um, and he's got a spirit level, which they don't decide to... Uh, explain what that is but he's just in a plane flying around uh and uh says the earth is flat which okay so right on youtube the man said he wanted to monitor whether or not the pilot would dip the nose of the plane to compensate for curvature of the earth and the level never changed god what a dumbass oh this is the ignorance is so bad it hurts People are so dumb. It, so by a spirit level, he meant a level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a level where he was checking actual... whether the 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 plane would compensate for the So his level, which I assume was probably like a like a three foot level at best, was going oh. to see if it was compensating for the curvature of the earth. Uh, I'm gonna read a thing. It's it's a couple paragraphs. I recorded a 23-minute and 45-second time-lapse, which by those measurements mean the plane traveled a little over 203 miles. According to curvature math given to explain the globe model, this should have resulted in a compensation of 5 miles of curvature. As you'll see, there is no measurable compensation for curvature. The bubble doesn't stay centered due to gravity. Understand that gravity is still a theory. Consider how gravity supposedly comes about. A molten metal core which somehow becomes magnetized? If that is the case, then metal founders should all be magnetized, should they not? Also, how does magnetism affect an air bubble inside a glass cylinder containing a liquid more saline than water? That man has misunderstood a couple things about physics and also levels. Literally everything <laughs> about everything he's, he's misunderstood. Gravity has nothing to he do with the magnetism of the, po- of the poles. Gravity has everything to do with the mass of the Earth. It has nothing to do with metal. Like, everything has... Me- fucking... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Neptune and Uranus, which are just gas giants, they literally don't have metal or anything on them, still have gravity because of their mass. That is the only thing. The, the equation for gravity is literally just mass one and mass two, and then the fucking distance between the two objects. That is it. That is the only fucking thing that matters. Are you sure that gravity isn't created by a molten metal core, which somehow becomes magnetized? Because that's what I've been left <laughs> No. That, that might be how your fucking compass works, but it has nothing to do with gravity. Michael, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to talk about this because I don't know how I opened this tab. I think it just it, <laughs> immaculately concepted itself onto my Chrome <laughs> window. The whole flat Earth thing is like incredible to me, and I tried to. So there's a there's a section on the flat Earth website that says the mathematics of flat of the flat Earth, and I tried to go to it, but it there was like a broken link, and I was actually kind of disappointed because weird. If there's one thing that I really enjoy, it's like. You know, well, it, you know what? Actually, the math—that's interesting. The mathematics of flat Earth. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Terence Howard's like math proposition? No, I'm not. Oh God, uh, man! This Terrence is just Howard, a, like from from Empire. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, so he has uh, proposed this. We're just a fully conspiracy theory podcast now. <laughs> um, he has proposed a new model of mathematics. 
because uh, he does not believe that one times one should equal one. He believes that one times one should equal two. And he is... Uh, but if you have one of one thing, you only have one thing. Like, it's not that hard. Right. It, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of multiplication. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, he has formulated his own theory of mathematics or logic called uh, teriology. Oh, Jesus. Uh, which he... Michael, if you were worried, he has patented it. Oh, God. Um, the logical engine can be used to prove that his contention, one times one equals two. Here's a quote from Mr. Terry in Rolling Stone. How can it equal one? If one times one equals one, that means two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two, and that cannot be. The, the square root of two is not two. No. The square root of two is very much like 1.73 and some odd decimals after that. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael, if it helps, it makes even less sense to read than to say out loud. So, so here, the, okay, so like, we can bring this all back to the fact that like, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than someone who thinks that they know something but is so misguided. Like, somebody who just understands it, like, hey, I don't know this thing. That's fine. They they at least are trying to still learn it, or they're not impeding on other people trying to teach it. But when you think that you know something and you were so sure of it, that's when it becomes dangerous. It's like, it's like Donald Trump. He thinks he fucking knows shit. And he's really just dumb. If there's yeah. anything that the last four months have proven to us, it's just, he's really dumb. He's not a smart... It's not a smart man. <laughs> but, like, it's like the, the anti-vaccine people. There yeah. was an, a measles outbreak in a place in, um, what is it, California, and then another one in Minnesota, and these, town, and these towns where the vaccination rates are, like, down below 60% or whatever, because, oh, I don't need to get vaccinated, measles are gone. Oh, by the way, your kid has measles because you need to keep the vaccination rate up to, you know, 80 high high 80s or 90% in order to keep it going. Uh it's just it's so dangerous. It's like the the internet has we've said this before, but the internet is a great wonderful place, but it's also a terrible place because it's so easy to spread just terrible misinformation. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if you see something on the internet, like we both have tonight, just without any context, we're like, yeah, I believe that. Even if we make fun of it, we still spread that information to some other, frankly, hey, listeners, morons. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I assume that our listeners are very discerning, smart people. Yeah. You know, and they they aren't going to just take our word for it. Yeah. Michael, well, let's move on. We got to move on. <laughs> um, we got a couple of minutes left. Michael, if you were in front of a judge and you had committed some some form of crime, what kind of crime? Like a like a heinous crime or just like a like a okay? Well, let's get right down to business. Cheeky crime? No, no, no. Let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, sex charges involving a minor. Let's uh, just get right yep, down no, to it. No, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Michael, just think about it. No, it, you know, I, you know what? Hey, the crime does not it does not matter at okay. this point. Um. Imagine you were 33 and the judge gave you... Oh, God, that, was, that would be great if I was 33. Yeah, because your back wouldn't be so shitty. Yeah. Um, the judge gave you a $50,000 bond. Mm-hmm. What would you do next? For, uh, again, put yourself in the shoes of a 33-year-old sex convict. <laughs> um, Michael. Fuck you, judge. I can't pay that anyways. Wow, you literally nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> he told the judge... Go fuck yourself and flipped him and everyone else in the courtroom off. That's awesome. Did he did he go through the whole like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you? You're cool. I think he said I, he told the judge to go fuck himself and then flipped off everybody in the board uh in the courtroom. Okay. So Michael Bold move. Bold move. Yeah, so um the judge in this case, Mr. Philip Maxey, told our uh, our intrepid <laughs> I'm not going to say sex hero. Offender? Sex offender. <laughs> Our intrepid sex offender, Mr. Charles Nichols, um, to sit down or he'd raise his bond. What do you think Mr. Nichols did next? <laughs> uh, he dared him to raise his bond? Well, you did it. Okay. Yes. Yep. 
Yep. So uh, he dared the judge to give him a one million dollar bond. The judge complied. Okay, Michael. I do want you to guess how high the bond daring went before Mr. Nichols was satisfied that uh, he had been uh, really just really treated well by the court system of America. So wait, so wait, he he gave him a fifty thousand dollar bond and he dared him to make it a million dollars and then he kept going. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> I guess I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna go out, you may as well go out fighting. I, I did want he say a five? specific number from you. Five five million peanuts. Fifty million? No, okay, a little, okay. <laughs> a little lower, lower, lower stakes. I <laughs> know, uh, Mr. Nichols. Uh, the <laughs> the line is the little game went on until the man's bond was raised and set at fourteen million dollars. Oh my god. Michael, I gotta tell you, though, the last sentence of this article kind of seals the deal on this one. <laughs> and I've we've quoted a lot in this episode, yeah. but this is a bad one. Nichols is also accused in the death of his girlfriend, Alicia Hanvey, who died in March after being run over by a car in her own driveway. Okay. So, so his, this... his bond should probably be at $14 million. Uh, yeah, it should probably be at $14 million anyways. Yeah. So this guy, yeah, he... He's a he's a he's a he's a winner. He won the bond game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he definitely won the bond game. Did he think he was playing like fucking? Let's make a deal or like? Uh, <laughs> if I get to the right number, he'll just let me go. Like if I pick the right if I pick the right suitcase, I'm gonna win a million dollars. Maybe. So, Michael, do you have anything else for me? I have one more story. If if you got nothing, I just have one small thing. Okay. So we've talked about the crime-fighting robots before. Yes. And we've talked about how they're just basically, like, cameras on wheels. Yes. Well, I found out that the Chinese airport crime-fighting robot actually has a deployable uh, electric fork, which is basically a a little thing that looks like a goddamn cattle prod. Wait, it's fucking R2-D2. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit, no way! But it also has a touchscreen for information for people trying to find information about the airport. Or it could shock you with a fucking cattle prod. Is one of the options, stop <laughs> stop shocking me with a cattle prod. <laughs> I'm, not re- I'm not resisting. Oh, stop it. I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. Stop touching my buttons. <laughs> Call an adult. <laughs> I mean, I, we, I remember when we first introduced this this gentleman robot, mm. uh, someone asked, where is its laser gun? Yeah. Apparently, it was a little well hidden until someone got a little frisky with it, and yeah. then it R2-D2'd them. Yeah. And they try, to, they try to assure people by saying that it can only be activated with a human operator's command. Sure. But that almost makes it worse. Yeah. At least it's in like, China, right? Like, I'm, I'd rather have the robot making the decision whether to shock me than the Chinese police. Yeah, like, in China, it's like, I mean... Or the American police, for that matter. Yeah, honestly, the thing is, I'm too lazy. Like, oh, that robot, which is just a moving camera, sees a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to either walk or, let's be honest, jump on my Segway <laughs> to roll over to the problem and tase you myself. Yeah, I've built a taser into this robot that yeah. can't be pushed over or really bothered by anyone. Yep, that seems yeah. dangerous. I'd rather have the robot just decide whether to shock me or not. Yeah, I, like, and again, I, I honestly even be happy if it was programmed to lean more towards shocking people. Like, okay, yeah. I because I I expect that out of a robot. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I oh, you're I, a robot. Ex- you're probably going to shock me. I expect tyranny and death out of a robot. Mm-hmm. I'd, I actually am more upset if a human was doing it to me through a robot because that human doesn't respect me enough to walk up and do it to them. You know what? Now I see the problem with drone warfare. Yeah, see? Uh, it's, I mean, it's all coming together. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Michael, I have one story for you. Okay. So this one comes from uh, my good friend Chaz. Uh, lives out in Colorado. Former roommate. Chaz Michael Michaels. Chaz Michael Michaels. He of ice skate fame. Um, Michael, how do you feel about people texting in movies? Um, texting in movies? I mean, whatever. It's, it's rude and kind of annoying, but 
it's way better than like as long as their sounds off and it's not like buzzing. Like I don't yeah. give a fuck. Whatever, do what you want. So if you paid seventeen dollars for the movie and you want to ignore the thing, that's your problem. Yeah, I will say I did see. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy two a couple weeks ago or last week, and a man was Snapchatting in the front row like halfway through the movie, just like himself. And I was like, all right, bro, that's you're yeah. just really. But Michael, what if I know it's been a minute. But what if you went on a date with someone and they started texting during the movie you were at during mm-hmm. your date? Yeah, I would um I would think that one I probably probably picked the wrong movie. He did go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which had some pacing issues, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Um so did he like was this like a was this like a like a Tinder date or a or social like was this was this like somebody he had been dating or was this like a first date or second date or what? It was a first date. First date. I would uh, just assume that she just wasn't that into me, to be honest. Yeah. So here to we quote go. The, to quote the book. To quote the book, she's not that into you. Right. Um. After the movie started, she activated her phone at least ten to twenty times in fifteen minutes to read and send text messages in direct violation of the theater's policy. Which, by the way, I believe. Is probably the Alamo Draft House because they have very strict rules about texting during a movie. And wait, who wrote who wrote this thing about in in direct? Oh, Michael, I'm sorry, I I really forgot to the the meat of the issue. Uh, Mr. Brandon Vesmar, the gentleman in uh-huh. question, has uh, filed a petition at Small Claims Court <laughs> seeking seventeen dollars and thirty one cents in, in damages. So this is state. this is his quote that it was in in. Uh, Direct violation of the yes. He just needed a full refund from his date because she was texting during the movies in Austin, Texas. Oh my god! And honestly, I don't know who's more at fault in this story because one, she sucks for texting in that movie, but he kind of sucks for this whole lawsuit thing. But I yes, but here's the thing though. Judging by the fact this guy brought a lawsuit and he says things like indirect violation of the uh, terms and conditions of the theater, I assume that she could probably tell from the minute she met him. Even if it was like they literally met on the way into the theater, she could probably tell in those 14 seconds that this douche was the worst. And was probably like texting her girlfriends like, please come up with an excuse to get me the fuck out of this shit immediately. I'm going to read you a quote from his petition because it's bad. I don't (laughs) like this guy. (laughs) And I hate texters at movies. While damages sought are modest, the principle is important as defendant's behavior is a threat to civilized society. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I. This is Trump's America. No, no, it's it's kind of the this is Bernie Sanders America. Like honestly, if it, Trump's America, everyone texts in movies and no one gives a shit. It's law, it's lawless. No, but whatever. this guy thinks he's so much more important than he is. No, no, no. He thinks that one bad person is a threat to society. Uh. He's not. It's not that he's important. It's that his view of society is important, and it's a horseshit view of society. I, I, I think he's. I think he's. He's projecting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, it's very critically important that you understand that this was from Austin, Texas. It's Austin being keeping itself weird. Um, yeah. I mean, like one, I dislike people texting in movies very much because like, yeah, no, it's it, dumb. Yeah. She said that she was texting a friend in need. Probably also not true. Um, but anything to escape the man next to her because he is a primo goobus for oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty bad yeah no i, I, I because honestly, it costs I, more than that to sue someone well a small claims court i think you can bring it on your own but i thought you have to at least have to file right i thought yeah. it was like at least 25 dollars or something I, do, I don't know i'm not a litigious <laughs> asshole um i will say i mean like just the 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 quote that she's a threat to civilized society is like yeah, you know, there's this girl texting in an Austin movie theater and ISIS and like Donald Trump and uh, <laughs> like I don't like to say I don't like to say this, but like there's it's very clear why this gentleman is single. Yeah, yeah. No, it's probably you know what, Michael, I would guarantee you the only thing in his uh, his Bumble profile is <laughs> he's got two pictures of of a uh, him in a fedora and he's got his Uber rating <laughs> and that's it. And it probably says, I'm a nice guy. 
Uh, you know what? It really pisses me off that like douchebags completely ruined fedoras. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm so upset. <laughs> I mean, what? you know, every once in a while it, it'd be cool to wear like a hat. You know, and when you're dressed up, what what kind of hat? You can't wear a like a ball cap. That's just that's just rude. You wear a, a bowler or a derby hat. Yeah, it's but fine. like it doesn't matter what hat you wear now, because everything just everyone just gonna call it a fedora because it's the only fucking hat people know the name of. Get a bigger brim, be Indiana Jones. You're fine. Because yeah, then you just wear too big of a hat, you look like Sheriff Clark. Oh, he is a bad man. Right? See, like everyone who wears a hat is terrible now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Luckily, you've you've been blessed with a thick, luscious head of hair. That is true. That yeah. is true. Just shape your your Greek godliness into like a your own hat. You're fine. <laughs> I'm wearing a hat of my own hair. Yeah, count yourself blessed. You don't That's need true. a hat. You 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 got luscious locks up there. <laughs> Michael, what do you got for me? You got one. We got time for one more. Well, so we're talking about dating apps a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Tinder and Bumble and all those types of things. Yes, quite. But the, all of those things have kind of the same basic. Set up right, like you you put in your Trap information. Left, right. Yep. You uh you get to see a picture of the person, then you get to decide whether you want to hang out with them or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, what if instead of that, you didn't get to see a picture of the person until you had had sufficient and meaningful conversation with that person? I'd be so super down for that. How how would that dating app do? You think? I mean, probably horrendous right? because. <laughs> Half of the first messages I've ever received on any dating app was hi. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a new dating app called Appentance? Appetence? I don't know how to say it. Appetence? A P P E T E N C E. Yeah. 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 It's a terrible name, but the idea is that like you put in your information, you answer some questions, and then it gives you some matches based on that stuff. But you basically see a jumbled profile picture and until you have a conversation with them and you can't just have any conversation it can't just be you just send them a, a shit ton of messages and then and then you get to see the picture no you have to actually the other person has the ability to like what you've said to them and they have to like 50 of your messages and you have to like 50 of their messages before you get to see what this person looks like okay so i will say um so so, appetence. The appetence, that's that's probably how you say it, huh? Yeah, a longing <laughs> or desire, a natural craving or desire. So, mm. this seems like an app built specifically for the douchebags on Tinder and Bumble who describe them who describe themselves as sapiosexuals. <laughs> what what is sapiosexual? People turned on by intelligence. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, douchebags. Yes. Yeah, um yeah, so it, it, I'll be honest. I've had, you know, I, I've I've met my current girlfriend on on Bumble. It was a lovely experience. I will say, having to like fifty individual messages that someone has sent, like, I don't know what it would take to like, what merits a like in that situation. It's like, oh, she sent me a message. Yeah, I'm gonna like that one. It was like, <laughs> I mean, like, it seems fifty seems like a lot. It to does me. seem like a very but I like, large, I, I like the arbitrary idea, number, right? Yeah. But like, as someone who's never used the dating app other than um, the Tinder as a as a joke, one of our friends had Tinder and she let me swipe left and swipe swipe right for a while. Yeah, which Michael, I felt I know. powerful. Listen, Michael, I, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Every married person I've ever been around while single is like, "Hey, give me that phone real quick. Let me swipe left and right." I gotta be honest with you. Anytime I've given a married person my phone to swipe left or right on a dating app, mm-hmm. you assholes turn into fucking megalomaniacs. <laughs> just like the power at your fingertips with no thought or regard to the, to the like impact. Like I'm mostly talking to my sister-in-law here. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a little, I mean, when you just hand us the phone, it's like a game. It seems like a game. Yeah, that game is my life. You're playing with my life. I know you're playing a game. And now, and now, if you're if you're playing this game on this particular app, you are now subjecting me to a conversation of dubious intellectual proportions, where I have to arbitrarily arbitrarily like win fifty times with this douche person. I'm not interested. <laughs> what I'm if it was only like? What if it was like ten? 
Tenny. <laughs> the thing for this, though, it seems like, please send ten messages before you send a dick pic. Like, <laughs> like, that, like that's the, the base model of this dating app. Is oh, like, my God. Speaking, speaking of that, have you watched... Have you watched Silicon Valley this year? This season? Not yet. No, not yet. Okay. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but... You already have. I know. <laughs> so, me and Rachel were talking about dating apps as, you know, a couple who's been married for nine years yes, will do sometimes. Um, no wonder your back's so shitty. <laughs> and so, we were, you know, we were talking about how, like, dudes send dick pics, and it's, like, really weird. And Michael, have you ever sent a dick pic no. to your wife? No. Yeah. I don't, I, I just don't, like, if she wants to see it, she can just see it. Yeah. I'm just not that proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and we were talking about, like, it shouldn't be that hard for these, for these apps, these dating apps, to be able to filter out a dick pic. Like, they all pretty right. much look the same. Yeah. But, not to spoil too much, but Silicon Valley... Totes stole my idea. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. Well, on that note of stolen dreams, <laughs> I think we're going to close it out for this week's episode of Trends in Low Places. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for joining me, Michael. Uh, if you want to know more, we will definitely, I swear to actual literal Jesus, be uh, posting a uh, show notes this week at Trends in Low Places. Uh, no, sorry, goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. I will be putting up a uh, blog post about this. I will share... You know what? I'll go ahead and share some stuff from the, uh, the last seven episodes of this show that I haven't put a blog post up. I will definitely be putting a blog post up. Michael, how else can people help us out? Uh, people can find us on Twitter at TILPcast. Um, you can also find me personally at Mikanakanos, if you can spell that. Good luck to you. Um, and you can also find Mike at Latro in the Mist, which... I don't know where. There's probably spaces and underscores somewhere. No. Or not. No. It, it's Just all straight one up. word. All right. You can find either one of us there. Title you can of also, my favorite book. You can also find us on uh, Facebook if you search uh, Trends in Low Places or uh, at TILPcast there as well. Um, me and Mike will also be sharing, uh, you know, posts, either the blog post or the, uh, the Podbean uh, link. So please, if you see us, uh, post that please share it because um, that is the best way to get us out of our immediate friend group and get us out to the masses so to speak um, also if you find us on your favorite podcast app uh, be sure to like us um, or rate us or leave a comment if you're feeling frisky um, that is also how we get a little bit more visibility outside of uh, uh, of you know, yeah. our normal group of very loyal listeners, which we very much appreciate. Yeah, we definitely do. And we, we got a couple of fun pictures from people who were running around the country. Uh, we had uh, our friend Lauren, who was out in uh, wine country out in Napa, uh, post a picture of her running, uh, listening to us. That was awesome. Uh, you know, definitely let us know where, where and when you're listening. And uh, please do, if you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or, uh, you know, wherever you listen on it. It's super helpful. Like, it's dumb, but it really helps us move up the charts, which we're trying to do. So, you know, give us some shout, give us some love. And, uh, Michael, I can't wait to talk to you next week, bud. Yeah, it's going to be great. Face to face again. Oh, knee to knee. <laughs> That'll do it for us on Trends in Low Places. Michael, it's been lovely speaking to you. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Toodles.